everybody, it's me, Katie Azores, and welcome back to Infinite Quest. Before we get started this week, we just wanted to let you know that originally we had intended to have this week's episode be about kink and ADHD, uh, but basically I'm really sick right now and Eric's computer is broken and between those two facts, we decided that we just really weren't up to having like a really in-depth conversation about that kind of serious stuff. So instead we decided to uh, do another question and answer session. We got some amazing questions this week, so we're super, super excited about them. Um, but if you came for the kink episode, um, that will be next week instead. So just wanted to let you know that going in. Also, I'm editing the podcast all by myself this week, and I have no idea what I'm doing. So um, I'm sorry if it's bad. I, I, I think maybe it'll be okay, but I don't know. I literally have never used this software before in my entire life, and I'm really scared. So... Uh, also, we have a Patreon if you're interested in supporting us. It's patreon.com slash infinite quest. Uh, we have a Redbubble shop and uh, I think that I forget what I'm supposed to say because I'm so nervous about editing this episode. All right, so uh, I guess it's time to start the show. Um, so here we go. have the ability to like really edit the podcast this week so, so you have to sing the intro song oh you want me to sing i'll sing the song yeah I'll totally yeah because i don't because exactly. i don't I, there's no possible way for me to get those files so you're gonna have to sing it all right it, it goes a little something like this a little, a little, a little something like this Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle, jangle, jingle. Was it? Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by how accurate that was. Like, I didn't expect that level of accuracy. Also, is it weird <laughs> that I like if you if you ask me like right now like sing the theme song? I couldn't do it. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't make that happen. That's not a thing that I could do. I think that's very strange. Well, I, I mean, I've listened to that thing like thousands of times. Yeah. It's, while it's editing. <laughs> the only like the, the theme song in my head sounds like the Amnesty theme song from the Adventure Zone, which if you would get off your ass and fucking finish balance, hey. you could you could know the Amnesty because the Amnesty is the best theme song that they've ever had. And I will die on this hill. But in my head, I don't know why, but whenever anybody's like, oh, seeing the theme song, I just start, it's just the Amnesty theme song in my head. It's two completely, it's two different styles of music. It's two different songs. It's two completely different things. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, our theme song is the Amnesty theme song. Well, how does, how does the Amnesty theme song go? It goes, it goes, it's really good. But it's honestly, it's a really good theme song. Sounds it's I good. can tell. Oh, it, I can tell. It paints. I feel it paints a vivid picture of uh, cryptozoology in in the in the in the backwoods of West Virginia in a in a really compelling way, which is exactly what our podcast is about. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Infinite Quest. Uh, this week we're going to be hey. looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> we should we should no, actually like make we should make a podcast. Do you want to make a podcast about Bigfoot? Just saying he doesn't exist. I mean, I do have a doctorate in cryptozoology, so. That's true. Well, so this week we were going to do an episode about kink, um, which we've been plugging, but because of the non-computer thing and the fact that we're 
to and I'm sick. I'm so twenty five hundred miles away. And Katie's pretty sick also. We're gonna get a COVID test tomorrow, everybody. Don't freak out. Yeah, I'm um, okay. I just have a we're I'm gonna do sure it's uh, another inspection. So, so anyway, uh, we're gonna do a Q and A instead of a kink episode because they're easier to do uh, with minimal uh, editing, whatever's and from long distance. Um, so without further ado, we have a uh, question number one. Uh, Katie, you have oh. the actual names of the people who asked. Them, so do you want to read them? I do. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, and then also, I'm also going to set a timer because setting a timer worked so good for us last time. So it did. Um, we're going to do that. Do you want to do like seven minutes because we have a couple more questions than we normally do? Yeah, I think that's great. Um, we'll lightning around it. Okay. So, um, cargo culture wants to know, how do you train yourself not to start a million hobbies, uh, searching for that hidden dopamine inside each of them? So this is not, I'm, I've not brought my A game today, Eric. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I feel terrible. <clears throat> uh, do you want me to, Katie, I will straight up do a solo podcast if you want today. What are like, you going to talk about? What are you going to talk about? Fucking solo the, by yourself. The fucking questions. How about I ask you the question? Well, I have ADHD podcasts. It's it's the no, it's and, fine. And then I answer them. How about I ask? I'm fine with that, Katie. That's totally cool. I just like I'm just I'm just you know when you're like trying to get in the zone, but the zone is moving because you're on <laughs> cold medication. Yeah, Katie, I can I can take a lot of weight here. I promise. I'm not okay. sick. I'm medicated. I took a walk. Like you took a walk. That's but we, you can lean on me. I was going to say, but then I decided not to. Okay. Um, all right. Cargo culture wants to know, how do you train yourself not to start a million hobbies searching for that hidden dopamine inside each of them? I'm going to set a timer for like, what do you think? Six minutes, seven minutes? Let's do, uh, uh, let's do six minutes. Okay. We got we gotta a number of a good amount of questions here. All right. You ready? We can veto the timer if we have to. Okay. Yeah, sure. Go. Oh God. Well, so I just want to say that Currently, my hands are covered in paint and wood stain and sawdust because I have, and those are from three separate hobbies. Oh, and uh, and paper pulp. Now that I think of it, because uh, I just started um, making recycled paper, so that's a fun new hobby. Um, but so I guess I would say that I'm qualified to answer this question. But ultimately, I think don't don't stop yourself from starting a million hobbies. I don't see why you would. Um, the only exception being they can get really expensive. So I think yeah. like if you're not spending a horrible amount of money on these hobbies, then why wouldn't you? It's fun. And plus then you're like, you're familiar with stuff. If you're ever like, you know, at a party or something and somebody's like, yeah, I had a paper making phase. You can be like, oh my God, I too also had a paper making phase as well. And that's really fun. So there's like, if it's not super expensive, then then don't. Um, the other thing being, um, if you have a roommate or like a partner that you live with, having the mess be everywhere <laughs> that can also be a serious detriment. So I'd say try to have like a default storage situation for your hobbies, like have like a little shoebox that has all your paper making stuff in it or a little toolbox that has all your little modely stuff in it or whatever your hobby is. Just have a way of storing it that's that's like easy so you can get yourself to do it um, and so that your stuff isn't everywhere. Because I think those are the two big things that having a lot of hobbies like can actually cause that aren't good is is spending a lot of money and having there be mess everywhere so i think if you're not spending a lot of money and you're not 
making your roommate slash partner slash whatever go crazy by having mess everywhere, then why wouldn't you? Dude, go for it. Like make, have, have a bunch of hobbies. I think like, yeah, I mean, I think the, the two down, like the, well, the three downfalls are one money because every time you switch hobbies, there's like that moment where it's like, now I have to go to the craft store and buy a printing press or something, you know? Um, and then there's the mess obviously, but I think the third thing is time though, too, being cognizant of like, oh yeah, you know, it is, it, as much as I would love to know that I'm going to have time to try every single hobby and master every single hobby. Um, some hobbies take a lot longer to master than others. Like that's the other thing. It's like, I love Lego. Like I love building Lego, but I love Lego because it's like you open the box, you read the instructions, you do the thing and then, and then it's finished and you have like a R2D2 or a baby Yoda or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, whereas stuff like, playing the guitar or learning the violin can be a lot more nebulous because you could do that every day for the rest of your life and still never be a master. You could never be perfect at it, you know? Um, so, so I think thinking about what you want to get out of your hobbies, like what, what the purpose is, are you wanting to explore creativity? Are you wanting to make something? Are you wanting something that like passes the time? Because like reading a book, is is absolutely a hobby you know book reading books is a hobby um but writing books is a very different type of hobby than reading them um so i think really sitting down and taking the time to unpack what you're trying to get out of your leisure time and your spare time and your creative time um i think that's really important as well yeah that's that's a good point i think it's it's rarely happened to me but it has happened to me um in the case of bookbinding i think it was um where the hobby became a source of frustration rather than relaxation yeah um and so i think yeah that's like a secret secret bonus thing to think about that you know sometimes hobbies can become frustrating and whatnot and and it's okay to quit them like i think i hear a lot from people that they feel bad when they put when they put aside hobbies and never come back to them and I think that's totally okay. Like it's a voluntary thing that you're doing to enrich your life. And if it's no longer enriching your life, then fine. And if you didn't drop, you know, 10 bajillion dollars on it, then it's no big deal if you, you know, suddenly don't use those tools anymore. What's your, what's your favorite hobby that you ever started? Oh, coffee stir modeling for sure. Yeah, no question. <laughs> you're, I mean, it's, it's definitely. I wish there was a way for people to understand how good you are at it. Like I, I really, it's true though. It's true. Like you told me you make models out of coffee stirs and I was like, okay, nerd, like whatever. And then the first time I saw them, like, I was like, oh no, you're a fucking artist who uses coffee <laughs> stirs as, as his medium. Like it's not just building like you, but like, you're so good at it, Eric. You're so good at it. Well, thanks. I mean, please do keep going, but well, thanks. I, <laughs> I, I think what's, what's interesting about coffee store modeling is, well, a number of things I could just go on forever, but there's no book on it. There's no correct way to do it. There's no, well, you have to you solve know, the problems no, like, yourself. Exactly. You have to come up with methods yourself. And for that reason, like there are methods that like literally only I know because I invented them because why the fuck would anybody ever <laughs> invent a way of planking a ship with coffee store? You know, I don't know. Um, so there's that but there's also a structural part of it and a creative part of it. So there's like all this sort of just raw 
structural architecture of stuff. How do I make these materials behave in this way such to serve this function? But then once you get there, then there's this whole creative aspect of it. It's like, okay, once this thing works structurally, what then can I do with it? So I think that one is, is the best one I've, I've come up with. Had a lot of staying power. What I know is, we're probably out of time, but now I got to know about you, yours. Oh man, I was going to ask you what your, what your worst, um, ho- what was the hobby that you hated the most? Like you were like, nope, this is not, not it. This is not for me. Where like I started and then immediately was like, nope. Yeah. Because my, um, my, my fastest turnaround from starting a hobby to quitting a hobby was when I decided I was going to play soccer. I hated <laughs> soccer. I hated soccer more than I have. And I'm like, I like, I pretend to be not as sporty as I actually am because I think like it, it helps me with the fact that I'm usually like too depressed to like go outside and exercise. So I'm like, oh, I'm not good at sports. I'm like, I'm actually pretty good at sports. But like, I was not good at soccer. I was terrible <laughs> at soccer. I hated it. I hated it so much. It was like, it was like, that was the one. That's like the one I remember. Like, I will never, never again. No, no, no. How long did you let? Were you doing it like in school and you signed up for the thing and then you peaced out? Yeah. My mom, my parents made me stay in it for like two months because I begged, I begged and begged and begged to please let me play soccer. I was like, please, please, please. And so they went out and they bought me like the shin guards and the shoes and like all the stupid shit that you need. And then I immediately like day one, I was like, fuck this. This is awful. This is the word. I hate this. I hate this so much. Was it about soccer that made you like despise? I think it was, it was two things. It was um, the fact that it was a lot of running and I was very, I was a very out of shape little kid because I mostly stayed inside and read all day. Um, so that was the first thing. Um, but the second thing was like, I I didn't understand how the game was played. Like the same way, cause like I, you know, I'm very good at softball. I'm a very good softball player and I'm also pretty decent at volleyball and weirdly very skilled at badminton. Nobody, nobody needs to be talented hmm. at badminton but I'm fucking great at badminton. Um, but soccer was like, you know, if, if softball and badminton are like sprinting, soccer is long, long endurance running. And I'm not built for like endurance running. I'm, I'm built for like, I got to get to second base, tall ass. Like, and so, yeah, I think I was just like, I was not physically suited for it. And I also didn't understand it well enough to care. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I hate soccer. (laughs) If you play soccer though, it's okay. I'm not here to judge you. (laughs) I well, I was I was about to make a similar disclaimer because I think mine my like worst relationship with a hobby like that, aside from music, which is just far more complicated, um, is uh, skateboarding. Like I love skateboarding. I think it's amazing. It's fascinating. It's it's like awesome to watch. It's like there's all the science involved. It has like a whole culture around it of like supporting people and a lot of, you know, I'm sure they're jackasses who skate, but a lot of people are like, they'll be like these shredding killer fucking skateboarders at the park. But then there'll be like a kid who's like 10, who's like struggling to just ride. And they'll like, be like, they'll support that kid and teach them everything they know and everything. So it's like wonderful in every way. Um, but when I actually skate, it's a lot of endurance. You'd be surprised at how exhausting it is to push constantly. And if you're you know, if you're ollieing, if you're jumping on a skateboard, it's, it's just like jumping up and down like 30 times in a row. Um, and I am just dreadfully out of shape. And so I could only ever skate 
for like a couple minutes at a time, which is not long enough to like get a really good practice session in and such to get better. And so it was a weird mixture of like, I love skateboarding. I still love skateboarding. I think it's fascinating. Um, but I'm just so frustrated with my inability to get good at it. So it's weird. It's like, I think that's, uh, leave it to two former gifted and talented kids to be like, I wasn't good at it. And so I hate it now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> skateboarding was my brother's thing i never skateboarded because my my brother skateboarded and so i was like that was his thing so i was like i, I couldn't skateboard because otherwise i was copying him so that's uh, fine um okay next question um <clears throat> progressive organizer wants to know <laughs> i'm reading the screen name and now this question doesn't make any sense um, so they want to know, how do I help my ADHD partner get organized so our house isn't always a giant mess? But like, I'm, I'm picturing like Bernie Sanders organizing his sock drawer, right? Like, or like AOC hanging up her, 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 her clothes. Progressive organizer. Progressive, um, yeah. So progressive skating. what are ways that you can support your ADHD partner um, in getting organized so that um, your house isn't always a giant mess? I have an answer. Can I go first? You don't have to ask me. Yeah, of course. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Um, this is going to sound mean. It's going to sound mean, but it's, it's not mean. It's just true. Is one of the best things that I ever learned about organizing or or mess or cleaning or whatever is that you have to remember that mess means something different to everybody and i think the most important and most powerful and most useful thing that you can do if you are struggling with your partner or or anybody in regards to like mess is talk about what defines a mess what is a mess what is a mess to you what is a mess to them and how can you meet in the middle that is my number one piece of advice because i get this question all the time i don't know about you but i get this question all the time like my adhd partner is a mess how do i help them and i go well is it a mess or does their system look different than your system um mm. and i think that's really important to remember because like right now my office is a mess it is it is it is a dirty boy in here it is a dirty dirty boy um but even when it's what i would consider clean it's still cluttered it's still got toys and legos and and rich victorian widow robes all over it um so i think that's like a, a really important thing is, is is sitting down together and communicating openly and honestly about what your needs are in terms of like cleanliness and organizing um and figuring out where you match and where you don't match yeah absolutely and i think we touched on this a bit in the relationships episode uh, but once you have that common understanding and you reach uh, an agreement on what a mess is and what clean means and all that you can then identify gaps in your methods or procedures such to support each other so for example katie like i know you you're fine doing dishes, but you hate putting away silverware. Hate it's it. the worst thing. It's the worst thing. It's the worst part. It's so bad. Oh, I saw I saw a TikTok the other day of uh, somebody who was like, what's something that you didn't realize you didn't have to do until you were an adult? 
and this woman just like grabbed she took the silverware out of her her uh out of her washing or her dishwasher and just like dropped them in a drawer it didn't even it didn't have like the little organizers in it it didn't that's have how any, I would live. Like that's 100% how I would live my life if I wasn't married to Chris. Chris can't handle it. Chris can't handle the silverware being all mixed together in the drawer. But like that was like that was like a, a bone of contention in our marriage for months because like I would <laughs> I would do that. I would just throw everything in the drawer like fuck it. And Chris was like I can't I can't. And so we we came to a compromise. And the compromise that we came for is like we have the little organizer, but he puts the like most of the time he will put the forks and the spoons in the little slots because like it's it's just it's too much for me. It's too much for my brain. Um, and it's so stupid. It's like <laughs> multiple degrees, but putting the forks away. Nah, <laughs> fuck that shit. It's so dumb. Well, I think that's beautiful. I think that's a wonderful example. Of- <laughs> like coming together like to reach a common goal like how are we going to get the dishes put away and identifying like where you can support each other i think that's awesome because like you know i don't mind putting them away so if we're ever together and i see you unloading the dishwasher i will like secretly i'll try to like every time you step away from it i'll like grab a couple and put them away because i I don't want you to like feel bad that i'm doing it but i also want to do it for you so you're so sweet I'm great. You I'm are. So great. You're really great. This is like just every question. I'm just going to end by giving you a compliment. I've decided. I, I'm super into it. I'm, <laughs> I'm into it. Well, you're, you're, it's, it's, thank you for being a, a, a lovely enough person that I will do anything for. That is really Aww. nice. I won't do anything for myself, but I know that's why we work so well together because we just take care of each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, okay. So, so defining mess, I think that's the first thing. Um, and then also like, making sure that you understand the sustainability of their systems like i was i was talking about this today um like my mom came to visit one time and she decided apropos of nothing that she didn't like how my kitchen cabinets were organized because it didn't make sense in her head and so my mom took everything out of my cabinets and reorganized it in a way that she liked it And that was one of the biggest fights that I've ever gotten into with my mom, because I was like, you don't understand what you just did. Like you thought you were being nice. She thought she was being kind, um, but she destroyed months of systems that I had put into place because she didn't like it. It didn't make sense in her head. And I was like, it doesn't have to make sense to you. It's not your house. Um, And so I think that is really important is if you're helping an ADHD person get organized, it's important that you fundamentally understand why things are the way that they are and how things are the way that they are and and not trying to change them because it makes more sense to you to do something a certain way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I think it always comes back to uh, communication. I mean, I know that's such a trite thing to say or if that's the word, Um, but it absolutely is like whenever I get a new roommate. Um, and we're having that initial discussion, it's always, you always kind of want to go, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. I'm not like super whatever um, about dishes or anything. It's fine. I'm sure it'll be fine, Um, which may well be true. But I think it's, I always try to say like, so how many days in the sink is too many days for a dish? You know, because for me, I'm like three days. It's fine. That's fine. That is fine. But like to some people, if it's there for more than like six hours, that's like no bueno. And so even though you, you might think you're saying to somebody like, oh, we're on the same page because we both agree that dishes shouldn't be in the same. What too long is, is very different. And so I think, yeah, having those, those difficult conversations that might even seem unnecessary at the time, um, but to try to make sure that you're, you're identifying uh, clear terms. And then once you have 
figure out ways that you can support each other um, um, in a way that, that is, uh, uh, what, hold on, there's a word, what's the word, what's the word, uh, equitable. Nice. Yeah, well, and, and that ties into the next question that I wanted to, to ask. Um, Max.May wants to know, do you have any tips regarding safety? My partner has ADHD and often leaves doors unlocked or leaves out stuff the dog could get into and I worry all the time. And I think that's that's a that's a similar but different enough question, but I like it because I think it kind of ties into the same thing. Yeah, I, I think so. I am like, in, you know, I, I have a roommate, but I don't have a, a partner that lives like I don't live with a partner. Um, but for me, myself, I, I do that, too. I'll like forgetting to lock doors or leaving like, you know, like there'll be a dirty knife on the on the counter. And I'll just go, ooh, dirty dish, and I'll put it in the sink. And that's very dangerous. Don't do that. PSA, by the way, because then you reach into the sink and you slice your hand open. Um, so little things like that, I absolutely do. Um, or like uh, leaving a burner on. I've left like a burner on overnight. Um, did you freeze? Or <laughs> you, were, you were muttering something like you were about to say something super profound, like, come closer. Come <laughs> no, closer. I'm sorry. I was like, I was, I've, I'm so sick that I'm trying not to like cough into the microphone. And it's just like, it's really hard to keep muting and unmuting myself. I'm sorry. I didn't know my mic oh, was sweet. on. No, it's fine. <laughs> You're right, sweets. Um, oh, I feel awful. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, but I think this is one of those situations where, um, there is no like big trick there's no like oh you know put have a have a phone charger on both sides of your bed so that way when you flip over you can still charge your phone which by the way changed my life um it's one of those things where you just have to through however you can just go okay did i leave the burner on so like if you just cook food and you're like you just made your plate of nachos or whatever and you're leaving the kitchen and you're like like a little goblin with a sack of gold going over to sit on the on the couch and watch Sherlock and just around on your nachos. Like when you do that, have a little ding in your head that goes like, wait, scan the kitchen, like burners off. Yes. Sink off. Yes. You know, whatever, like assemble a procedure that you just become eventually become second nature. You'll have to do it manually for a little while. But as you strengthen those neural pathways, it'll eventually just become second nature to you. Like for me when I leave the house, so one, make sure the door is locked, two, make sure I'm not forgetting my keys. Um, I, I always hesitate before I shut the door. So like, I'll never just grab the handle and shut it. I'll like grab the handle and before it closes, just stop for a second and like check, check my keys, jiggle the handle, make sure it's locked and then close it. And that felt really weird to start doing, but now I, I just don't even think about it. I do it every single time. And I'm on like a, I think I locked myself out of the house like two days ago, but before then it had been a very long time. Um, so that and so i i suppose There's making also... oh sorry go ahead well no please i just talked for a very long time oh no. i mean i was just gonna say like it's also really interesting because we're we're living in the modern age baby um and for these specific issues like there's also and i i hate it because it's such a trait state like statement but like there is an app for that if it's like a oh my gosh like my partner consistently leaves the door un unlocked or oh my partner consistently locks themselves out of the apartment or whatever electronic locks like there are literally locks that you can get where you download a little app and you can unlock and lock them from your phone even if you're not there like people use them for like airbnbs and stuff all the time 
And I realize it's like spending money. So it's just like, oh, let me just privilege, like mm, spend more money to solve your problems. Um, but I think sometimes like there are there are are problems where investing in a solution that allows you to support your partner and to solve the problem, I think sometimes like that can that can honestly be worth it. You know, like there's there's a couple of things that I have around the house that are that way, that are just things that I bought because I was like, this is a problem. This is a problem that we're having. And this item or this object or whatever will at, you know, the cost of X dollars solve the problem for all eternity. And I think like that's really important to remember is that sometimes like if if your partner is really struggling, if your partner is really trying and making the effort, but it's still, you know, they're still locking themselves out or whatever, like electronic locks or something like that, like that can be like literally life changing. And it and it and it's a pretty simple fix to an ongoing issue. I don't know if that was good advice because I just said like throw money at it, but like. (laughs) No, I think it's great advice. I mean, it's one of those things where if you can afford it, then I think it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. There's also, um, is it a tendit that has like, they there's like a little tile above, you put above the yeah. door or something. And yeah. when you walk out, your phone knows that you're leaving that room and says like, hey, did you boopity schmoop, you know? And then you go, yeah, I did phone. Thanks. Yes, that is, that is a tendit, which I just would like to remind <laughs> you. They're gonna, we're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna talk to us, Eric. We're gonna, we're gonna have. A oh, that's fancy... right. I forgot we sent you yeah. sent that email. I forgot about that. It's I just true. want to let you know that that wasn't an ad. I was. I really thought. Like, I really I thought you were being sneaky, and then like... I was like, Eric, like they're 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 gonna talk to us about talking about their stuff. So you just gave them one for free. Wow, I gave them for free. <laughs> that was four hundred dollars. I didn't. I totally forgot that we sent them. Well, no, I mean, I think about that, like, because I like I invent that idea in my head all the time. I'll be like, oh, there should be like a little proximal proximity right. thing. And I'm like, oh, wait, that totally already exists. That's the whole thing. But yeah, yeah I mean, I think I think sometimes like there there are solutions that you can find that are less about like fundamentally having to reprogram who you are as a human being. Um, mm-hmm. And more about like if it's like a safety thing, I think especially like safety, like safety is something where it's like so serious, where it's like if you leave your door unlocked, like something very bad could happen. And so it's like mm-hmm. I understand the importance of trying to change the behavior, but like there's also I don't know. I don't know if that was a good answer or not. Anyway, moving on. No, I think that's <laughs> true. Well, well, I have one more thing. Um, and that's uh, this is inspiration comes from my parents. My, my dad has ADHD. Um, is, uh, this is simple, but effective sticky notes, sticky notes, like just signs everywhere. Like ever since I was a kid, there has been like a little, like five years old. I remember there's always been a sticky note on the front door of my childhood house that just said keys. And it was right at my dad's like eye level. It just said keys. And that's how he didn't forget his keys, key hooks too, of course. Um, but you can set things like that everywhere, like on your refrigerator door or something like that, that just says like, turn, make burners off question mark, you know, or that kind of thing. Or like, can, you know, is it food on the counters question mark, but, but, uh, to remind them to, to, to do that. So simple yet um, effective. Yeah. Um, we have a note on our door that says only little bitches leave the door unlocked because I always leave the door unlocked. And so I put a note on it <laughs> to remind me and I made it funny and silly. Um, all right. Uh, next question. Uh, Brina Marina wants to know, where do you get your glasses? 
Well, Brina Marina, my my glasses are from Zewel, who are in fact a sponsor of Infinite Quest. Um, and for this month, if you use code KDO, you get ten percent off your order. My green ones are called Dalton glasses. You can check them out on Zewel.com. That's Z E E L O O L dot com. I snuck in a commercial break, Eric. You're welcome. Well, does that count? Does it have to be a certain length? Because I could riff on your glass. I love your glasses. Do you? I really, really? do. Like. Aww. I absolutely do. Yeah. Ever since, well, cause one of the first things I think was right after we spoke for the first time, I noticed that you clipped your microphone to them, which is apparently like iconic Katiosaurus energy. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I've always admired your glasses cause I, I also need glasses and I'm just, I don't know what looks good <gasps> on my go face. Glasses shopping, Eric? Yeah. As long as we go to Zulu, that's, that's as long as that's the case. And we'll use, use that, that sweet, sweet promo code KDO. KDO for ten mm, percent mm. off your order at zlul.com. Um, all right. Oh, also, also do that not just to save the ten percent, but it lets it lets them know that that we sent you and that that people are going. Yeah, that's stuff. that's the most that's, important thing is because I trolled them into sponsoring me, and so uh, if you use the discount code, it at least makes them know that like some people actually took them seriously. <laughs> <laughs> everybody congratulations you did it you made it to the middle of the episode i'm really proud of you go drink some water uh we did want to let you know that this week's episode is in fact brought to you by our good friends at zlul and also by our friends at honey playbox what is honey playbox you ask well i'm i'm glad that you asked because i'm gonna answer it for you uh so honey playbox is a pleasure products company that that's code for they sell really awesome sex toys uh, that was created by a group of sex educators, queer meme queens, and toy connoisseurs who are passionate about bringing inclusive values to the adult industry. They believe that exploration and education are necessary for positive experiences of sexuality, and prioritizing pleasure can sometimes start with uh, getting yourself a couple of toys, right? Uh, Honey Playbox offers unique and affordable sex toys made from body-safe materials, which is really, really important to me, uh, and their team is always available to help you find the perfect toy for you, which is really cool. Their customer service is like top notch. Uh, you can use coupon code InfiniteQuest for 20% off your purchase from honeyplaybox.com. And, and I didn't even know this until they told me, you'll get a water-based lubricant or a toy cleaner as a free gift included with your order. They're sending you free stuff if you use the discount code. That's bananas. Honey Playbox, where sexual wellness meets play. They asked me to do that part and I got really nervous, but I, I think I did it okay. Uh, so anyway, back to the show. Transition. Okay, this is a really interesting question. Um, and so I'm gonna give us a couple extra minutes on the clock too for it. Um, I'm very interested to see what your response to this question will be. You ready? Okay, I'm not gonna say the person's name and I will become clear why. I think my friend might have ADHD. Uh, they are showing many, many of the symptoms and I think it'd be a good idea for them to talk to their doctor. How do I get started having that conversation? Whoa. Whoa. Isn't that um, a good question? Yeah, well, Wow. So I'm thinking about this in real time because that was not on the list, Katie. I wasn't. But, no, it's I'm, good I'm very far off the list at this point. I'm sorry. I was going to say. Went, I no, went okay. rogue, Eric. I went rogue. Off the dome. All right. So 
Also, because well, I'm I getting these my questions thoughts. live, like because I'm using the Q and A on TikTok. So oh, I literally, yeah. like, I started off this podcast with I think I had like 98 questions, and by the end of it, like right now, I have 109 because people are sending them in live time. So I just keep getting more questions. Wow, that's cool. Oh, we could we could even like tell people when we're recording, and then they could they could send us in. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That'd be cool. Um, well, do you have thoughts? You want to start? Because I could like. Yeah. Do you want to start with that one? Because I could, I could say like what my thought process is, but like, I don't know. I'm not really, I have some, well, would, would you like to go first? Is, is all I'm yeah. I'm like, I'm honestly really conflicted. Like that's one of the reasons Me why too. I wanted yeah. to see what, what your response was going to be. Um, because like, I see it, I see it two different ways. Um, and I'm going to use like a very personal anecdote. Um, but my sister struggles with depression. Um, and my sister was like very obviously struggling with depression, like very, very obviously. And I remember there was like this one point where she she had come to visit and she was in my car and she was she was talking to me about stuff. And just the stuff that she was saying, the way that she was saying it, I was like, so when are you going to go to therapy for depression? Like when like you are you this oh, I forgot to set the timer. Um, but I, I basically looked at her and I said, like, what the way that you were talking about this the way we were discussing this like this you need to get some help like you need help um and she was kind of taken aback by that and like we kind of got into a little bit of a fight about it um but i think that she needed she had be she had gotten so used to the experience that she was having as being status quo that i think that there she didn't have the cognizance to to be like oh i and i can do something about this like i can get help and so it took an external conversation that that came from somebody that cared about her very much to be like hey friend like i think you need help um but at the same time like i have been interventioned four separate times that come to mind immediately about like my depression and my eating disorder and all four of those times like i was like yeah i know thanks you know and so like i think it's it's something where it i think my answer is like i think if you wanted to talk to in this specific circumstance of like i think my friend has adhd should i talk to them about it um i think maybe a better way to do that not that you're wrong to have that impulse um, but maybe a, a better way or a more strategically advanced way of, of beginning that conversation or having those conversations would come from a place of like, hey, I've noticed that you're struggling with XYZ thing. Are you okay? Can I support you? Um, rather than being like, I think I've diagnosed you with this mental illness. Um, I think maybe is, is the direction that I would, I would go with it, you know? Um, because I think it's important people know that there's help available. And I think there's, there's like in, in my sister's case, like I really was like, I really think that it's time that you, you talk to somebody professional about this. Um, and she was, she was at a place where she was ready to hear that. And she was willing to hear that. Um, but I've been in that same place and not been ready and willing to hear it. So your results may vary, <laughs> I guess is my answer. <laughs> wow. That was the real, that was a really good answer, Katie. Was it? Because I feel uh, like it. I feel like it wasn't a, a good answer at all. No, I think it's a good answer. Okay. I, I think my. So yeah, I'm I'm conflicted too. Because, well, I guess I, my my first question would be, is their behavior 
clearly something that they're struggling with and not addressing? Um, or is it something that you that is affecting you negatively? That's a really um, good point. That's a really because good point. Certainly, if somebody else's behavior is affecting you negatively, you have the right to approach them about that behavior. What, how, how much it needs to negatively affect your behavior such to warrant uh, an intervention is up to you, I would say, substantially, because uh, people have the right to behave the way that they want to behave within reason, of course. Um, so if they're like harming you physically, like then of course, like, um, you know, like poor, my, my dad, for example, talks with his hands because he has ADHD, hyperactive type. And so he's poor motor, motor control and he's a very good storyteller and he would flail his arms around, still does flail his arms around when he tells stories and he would hit people. <laughs> and like, which, and, and so my mom had to like talk to him and be like, hey, it's okay that you do that, but we need to talk about <laughs> your, your awareness of your, your surroundings when you do that. Um, but if it's just like a little annoying that their ADHD symptoms causes them to, I don't know, talk for a little longer than you would prefer, then I would say that you, it's, that's, you don't have the right to make them question their, their sanity about that. Um, so I think that that would be, it's an interesting, making that call would be very difficult. Um, however, if it's affecting them negatively, if they, it has become clear that they are struggling because of their, in this case, ADHD symptoms, and they might not know something that you do, um, then I absolutely understand that you might feel compelled to bring it up with them. Um, and in that case, I think um, trying to make it as non-accusational as possible, don't say you're behaving wrong, therefore you need to get this checked out or anything like that. Um, and especially don't say you have ADHD <laughs> or, or even say you might have ADHD because frankly, unless you're a, a, a doctor, then you're not really qualified to say. So I think, but I think what you said is, is Katie is, is spot on and saying that I've noticed you've been having, you, you, you've been struggling with this. Um, you've voiced your concern about this. And, and I think also it's important that they have vote they have verbally expressed their their struggles with it because if they don't verbally say it if they don't say confirmed that they struggle with it that it bothers them um then you might be planting something in them <laughs> that wasn't already there like hey i've noticed that you interrupt people a lot you know and you're 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 speaking to them about that from the standpoint of you assume they're concerned about it well but maybe they weren't and now they are. So I think being very delicate about that. Um, or or assuming understand. that they're not working on it. That's the other that thing too. too yeah, you yeah. know, like, cause I think that's something like that. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but like no. um, the, the video that I posted about anecdotal communication, there were like so many people who were like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm really self-conscious about this. And like, it's something that I'm working on. Um, and so I think that's the other thing to keep in mind too is like you know if your friend is is you know living their life and they there are there are things that are are issues or whatever like that's very different than being worried about them as a person you know yeah and like they might be going to therapy twice a week to work on it they might be on you know adhd medication or whatever already so like if you don't know the whole story like my my inkling is to like maybe don't 
because I feel like it could just cause a lot more hurt feelings. But I don't I don't know if that's the right advice. Like, I, I really don't know if I'm giving the right answer in this moment. Yeah, I think. Honestly, me neither. I, I think me personally, I would generally lean towards not intervening, um, which is not say that which is not to say that intervening is wrong. I think there are certainly cases in which in which it isn't if you're worried for their safety or for the safety of others. Um, but I think it, the evidence would have to be pretty overwhelming to cause me personally to feel that I had the right or the moral imperative to, to intervene. Um, but I think the big questions to ask in that situation are who is being harmed by this and how much are they being harmed? Uh, because if the answer is, who's being harmed me and how much not very much don't say like that's you don't have that, that would be just you just be basically being mean to them at that point um but if the answer is it's harming me and quite a bit or it's harming them quite a bit then perhaps um but that's a really interesting question and i and i i want to be really careful that i'm not advocating for any specific behavior um i'm not advocating that one should or shouldn't intervene because it's a, it's such a case by case thing. Yeah, I think it's and I think it it's very contextual. Perhaps the person. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that would be my two cents would be, who is it harming? How much is it harming them? Um, and really consider what the best way to communicate with this person would be. Um, perhaps the person really likes science, and you can say like, you know, there's a lot of really interesting research about this thing that you voiced your struggles with. You know, and then just show them the door, for example, because people generally don't like being told what to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, be, be delicate. Always come from a place of, of love and concern. Um, don't come from an accusational place. Um, and really think hard on, on whether or not that's what you want to do, um, because it's a big deal to come up to somebody and say, hey, I think you're mentally ill. I mean, <laughs> that's a big thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. I like I was I was really interested in that question, but I'm realizing that like now I'm like really cautious about giving advice on it because like it's just it's that's it's so case by case. Like I feel like that's one of the reasons yeah. why I didn't answer it over on TikTok because I was like that's more than a 60 second conversation. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's uh it's really it's it's a really weird thing because if somebody's leg is broken then it's pretty clear, <laughs> you know, you don't have to convince them that their leg is broken. Um, uh, you, you don't have to convince them that your leg is bro their leg is broken or what they should do about it or, and, and they can't like conceal it from you and they, they can't deny them. But mental, a, a mental illness is somebody might not want to believe that they have a certain mental illness and, and even if they are willing to believe that they have it, they don't want to fucking hear it from somebody else. <laughs> you know, um, that's just an immensely delicate situation. Yeah. Okay. Do you want another question? Sure. My phone okay. is on have... 20% and I, and I can't charge it with, with the mic in. So, okay. Um, uh... Do I have what? Oh, I said, do you have questions? Oh, um, that I want, I would like to, 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 yeah. to bring up. You mean from people that have sent me questions or just me in yeah. general? Because I have a million questions. <laughs> um, if you could ask me one question right now, what would it be? <laughs> oh gosh, Katie. Let's let's save that for the kink episode. 
<laughs> it's next week, right? Can we like can we actually commit to it being next Let's week? Let's commit to next week. We'll okay. we'll you know, if 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 all of our testing comes out the our covid testing comes out good, then we'll be in the same place next week and we can we can do that. Um thanks Bank of America. I know, right? Um Jesus. Um I have, I have one a if, couple. if you if you if you don't have we'll, we'll, We'll go for it. Go for it. Yeah, let's, okay. let's do yours. Um, so I'm not going to use their name again for the same reason. Um, but uh, with anecdotal communication, my friend has ADHD. How do I approach uh, telling her I don't feel seen when she only talks about herself? Whoa! So I love I love these questions because I feel like I'm like Delilah now. I feel like we've turned into Delilah a little bit. People are just like Katie and Eric, like like Delilah, help. Is that a, it, that's not a reference to the plain white tease song? Is, is that a, no, is like it's a? The, it's, it's the Delilah. It's like a Q and A show. It's been on the radio for like years and years and years. Like people call in oh. and they like ask her questions about like relationships and stuff. And she's always like she gives like really like good advice. It usually comes down to like, have you tried talking to them about it? Which is about what I'm about to say. So that's why I <laughs> what's, thought of Delilah. What's a radio? And can I get one in a shack? Yes, you can. Um, well, uh, I think they're called Best Buys. Uh, okay, gotcha. It's also, do you say Best Buy or Best Buy or Best Buy? Best How buy. do you say Best Buy? I emphasize the best. You don't go Best Buy. No, Katie. No, I don't. You know why? Because 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 I'm a uh, I'm a reasonably sane human being with a my bright da- future. <laughs> my dad used to say Best Buy, and it would drive me insane. He was like, "We gotta go to Best Buy." It's weird. Best Buy. Best Buy. Best Buy. Best Buy. Best Buy. Okay, it's the well, word to stop because, meeting. Like, uh, okay, yeah. so when you're saying Best Buy, you're 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 referencing the buy. That the buy yeah, is the because best. the buy is the best. So it's the best buy. It's not Best Buy. It's the I guess best buy. Because I've reduced it down to one single noun. And Best and Buy. Best Buy. Best Buy. Like it's best the buy. name of a store. It's not. It's not a. It's not a. Um, a noun with an adjective you know it's, it's like it's, it's like or, the, uh, it's like pet smart is it pet is it a mart of pets like apostrophe or is it pet smart where because it's like pet and you're smart for shopping there pet smart or is well, it pet different. smart i don't know because like what well so if it was if it was possessive pet apostrophe s mart then it would be like this mart here this is for pets they just can't they don't have thumbs and they can't talk so you got to buy their stuff for them but right. if it's pet pet smart that would imply that pet is a verb not just meaning to like caress but yeah pet, it, like you if, if you're gonna pet you gotta pet smart dog you gotta Which, pet smart that's what no, i always I, thought i always thought it was I find that, it a little more charming it's true do you know what this is this is not matter but fucking dan my friend dan had never seen the arrow on the fedex truck before and i've like pointed it out as a joke and it like changed his life <laughs> and i feel really bad because like this is like last week i was like yeah you know the arrow on the fedex truck he was like what well, well does he know that the the arrow beneath amazon points from the a to the z because they have everything from a to z <laughs> so i thought i thought it looks like a little smile because of the because of the amazon smile program Oh, that's I no, that's that, that's IHOP. Oh, well, they they don't they, they both have smile. No, Amazon Smile has like the thing where you sign up and then it's like you you get money like a little bit of money goes to the charity of your choice whenever you buy something on Amazon. Oh, you don't know about this? Yeah, it's no, called I Amazon Smile. It's super. I'm kind of cool. mad where it's like, hey Jeff, 
why don't you with your staggering wealth just give a give the fucking money anyways yeah papa bezos gives a little bit back if you sign up for the smile program no well you know what yeah every time i buy uh every time i buy something on amazon like a 10 cents goes to my community theater back home in in the quad cities that's nice yeah what were we doing anecdotal (laughs) evidence this person was saying that their friend oh right okay um boy they were saying that their friend has adhd and Uh, my friend uh, has adhd how can i approach telling them i don't feel seen when they only talk about themselves ah well i think katie my answer is carefully and with great tact (laughs) i would say that too well i would also point out that like i like that's something that i think a lot about um anecdotal communication for one anecdotal communication is when somebody's telling something that happened to them and the way that you relate to them is by saying something similar that happened to you which i want to be clear is okay yeah that is a perfectly fine way to communicate it is when it is taken dramatically into the excess that it becomes a problem yeah because there's like there's a way that like a narcissist would do that and be like oh well that reminds me of the time I was in Prague you know like it's, I think it's clear <laughs> when somebody's doing it for like a self-serving arrogant purpose and I also think it's clear when somebody's doing it because that's how they relate to people um, but so that um, but I would say yeah I would say carefully and with great tact yeah. and like an advice to like the person with ADHD in this situation I've always found because I'm really insecure about when I do that too, my anecdotal communication. This is literally how we communicate is the first week of our knowing each other was, I would say, did I ever tell you about the time? And then you would say, no, but did I ever tell you about the time? And then we would just go back. We didn't ask each other a single question. I, cause I started paying attention cause I thought it was so funny because we were both <laughs> so excited to like get to know each other and share like our lives and our experiences with each other. So there was never like a moment of like, mm, and how did that make you feel? It was like, oh my God, I had a shitty boss too. And like, that's okay. <laughs> because like we, I think since we both communicate that way, it wasn't a problem of like, well, Eric always tells me stories when I'm trying to tell him my stories. So like, I don't feel seen. I was like, oh, he fucking gets it. He gets like my brain and how I talk. But the thing to keep in mind and the thing to remember is that not everybody is like us. We just got lucky in that we tend to, I think, really see eye to eye in how we communicate. And so like, that's where the trouble comes is when you have somebody who really does need the questions and who really does need to, to feel like you are listening to them, not prepping your next anecdote, that that style of communication can get really hurtful. Yeah, totally. Um, absolutely. And I think like advice for the person in this situation with ADHD who communicates anecdotally Um, something that can really help make that other person feel seen is after you tell your anecdote, end it with a question that gives it back to them. So end it with, would you know, something like, is that sort of a, is that a similar experience to with what you're having? Or did you, are you having this, this problem that I just had as well? So sort of serve it back to them because to an anecdotal communicator that telling an anecdote prompts them to just go oh well here's an anecdote of my own like what we do Um, but to a person who isn't it may seem to them that you just stole the conversation and then just left them with nothing at the end of it and so i think 
one shortening the story like don't make it a whole thing but just sort of go, oh yeah that happened to me once so there was this guy who was such a dick blah, 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 blah. what did you do you know so shorten the story and then serve it back to them at the end um is really so sort of it's sort of a mixture of the two styles so you can still communicate in a way that's effective to you but you're also translating it in a way that makes them feel seen um and passes it back to them so that they can continue you know doing their thing um so yeah i think you know again communication is always the most important thing and sometimes communication requires translation yes correct <laughs> <laughs> yes sweet how's your phone battery doing eric it's it's real close it's like i'm worried it's going to go before we can do the outro so we might want to we might want to do you want to wrap up it. do you want to wrap it up a little bow do you want to say do you want to do you want to do one more question or do you want to wrap it up here let me see 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 okay you can also like keep uh, the screen off it's okay uh well okay if you have another question let's 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 do it let's let's go let's go for it i'm okay. down i've got one more oh god now i have to pick one perfect question um and i'm just gonna take as long as possible to do it <laughs> um it doesn't have to be a perfect question katie the problem a lot of these are like kink questions and so i'm gonna save uh, them for next week um well i got one about uh body doubling oh yeah 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 so uh somebody asked um can uh watching tv or listening to a podcast serve the same function um or is that a type of body doubling um no. and for those who might not know body doubling is when you have another person physically present while you're doing a task that you might not enjoy like cleaning or doing your taxes or something um to sort of calm your brain and in some ways keep you accountable to keep going there's also i think i've read some interesting psychological stuff that i barely understand if at all <laughs> about why um humans tend to perform better when they're in, with company um but so basically that's what bodily doubling is and this person is asking if uh tvs and podcasts um is sort of the same type deal i i have an interesting perspective on it um because of uh TikTok. Because one thing that I found out is that people constantly use my TikTok lives as like bodily body doubling. And so like they'll they'll use my live feeds to like clean their kitchen or whatever, um, which I think is is really interesting. Um, I also know that like a lot of time like I think but I think that is different because I think there's a difference between something that is non interactive like watching TV or having a podcast on and interacting with somebody whether they be there in person or like virtually like on a TikTok live or like when we do our zoom clean clean buddy cleans you know right, um, right, right i think those are i think it's different i think like tv and podcasts like a lot of a lot of people with adhd um tell me that they they do that they'll like have tv on in the background or a podcast on while they're getting stuff done and i think it's because it's it's um I think it just provides stimulation. Like, I think it's just another thing for you to focus on. So you're not like just solely focused on like how shitty and boring it is to clean your room. Um, but I don't, I don't think that there's the same amount of like interaction that counts for it to be like specifically body doubling. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think um, I, I'd agree. Yeah. I think because I think they can often serve similar functions and that they help you get a thing done. Um, Whereas I think with body doubling, uh, for me, I think there's an element of accountability to it. Like if I quit halfway through, you know, if we're doing our cleaning parties and I quit halfway through, you'll know. And, uh, you know, I don't think you'll yell at me, 
Um, but I'll know that, you know, and it's sort of that incentivized me to like, no, I want to, I'll keep going. Um, it also what helps me with task engagement. Um, like, so with a, with a podcast, like I always listen to podcasts when I do dishes and clean and stuff. Um, but that podcast is just there whenever. So it doesn't help me engage with a task. Whereas if you and I say, oh, hey, let's clean the thing now. And you clean the office while I clean my room or something like that. That's like, that's a, that's a duration that's occurring now, you know? Um, yeah. So it's not put offable. So it helps me engage um, with a task. So yeah, I, I would ultimately say, I, I don't think it's a type of body doubling, um, but I do think it is an, another tool that helps, um, that can help an ADHD person uh, do a task without losing their mind because it's so boring. <laughs> and uh, I have a suggestion about that though. Um, one of the things that I learned was like, there are certain types of, and I think there's like, there's been like a lot of studies done on this and I don't know any of the science behind it. Um, but there's been a lot of studies done on like music that will like maximize your productivity in terms of stuff like that. And like classical music is really good for like certain types of things rock music is good for certain types of things. So like if you're struggling with a task while you're listening to something or like in the background, consider not just completely giving up on it, um, but changing the genre. Mm. Um, because like that's totally. the thing is like, I can't clean if I'm listening to classical music because I my brain just wants to listen to the music and it and it won't focus hard enough to clean. But if I put on some like, you know, trash pop like Kesha or something, then I'm like, yes, let's dance and we're going to clean and it's going to be awesome. And so like learning that about myself, like that was really interesting that like different genres of music help me in different ways. Um, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. With me cleaning um, death metal, like really brutal death metal <laughs> keeps me going hard because it's impossible to do something slowly and lazily when there's just blast beats happening behind you. Uh, Rings of Saturn is a great band I've been listening to lately. Just if there's any metalheads in the audience or or people who are thinking about it they're not the most accessible so you might they're, they're good. um but uh well katie i, I uh, prefer death clock uh so <laughs> mermaid or mermaid i just i really like death clock like non-ironically like i really do enjoy death clock like oh, i think dude, it's, the, they're the song, fucking funny Blood shit is incredible that's Love true it's a great band um but yeah, hey, well, do you want to do you want to not do be doing the podcast anymore because your phone well, is my, my die? phone is 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 yelling at me to that it's do it's doing the whole be do but you dude you're you're gonna kill me so I think you probably should all right well everybody uh, that's the end of the episode thank you so much for for stopping on by and listen to us talk about stuff um, next week Katie and I will be in studio together we're going to be doing an episode on kink um which we've been looking forward to for a really long time mm -hmm. uh, so if you have any questions on that feel free to email us at infinitequestpodcast at gmail.com um we have a patreon if you want to help support our mission of mental health awareness and advocacy um it's patreon.com slash infinite quest uh we also have a redbubble shop it's redbubble.com slash people slash infinite quest or if you just search infinite quest on redbubble it'll come up you can get some cool merch we got new um ADHD and D merch. Uh, we have uh, the Volothianus map or Havenloft map, uh, which is came out really cool. Um, uh, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. Any any other any other housekeeping stuff that I totally just forgot? No, I was just really like usually the interstitials take me like a solid forty five minutes to get right, and you just like busted it out and like live. <laughs> I was just really impressed. Well, that's the thing when I'm recording an interstitial like at my computer, that would have taken fifty tries. 
Like yeah. I can never get it out. But when I'm just doing it like here, I don't know. It's it's weird. I got to figure out why that is. It's <laughs> fine. Well, you did a great job. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be back next week. It'll be a more standardized episode. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna edit this as best we can, and um, you'll be hearing it, I guess, tomorrow. Of well, today today you're hearing it whenever you're listening to it because space and time doesn't count in podcasts so uh yeah thanks uh, so much for listening and um i know we say this every time but we just want to let you all know that we are so grateful that you are part of the infinite quest community um it is an honor and a privilege to get to do this every single week and we have been so overwhelmed with just your support and your kindness um, and just the enthusiasm of this community for what we are doing. Um, so thank you. Thank you all so much. And um, we'll see you next week. Be kind to yourself. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody, before you go, we've got a few new patrons who have joined the Infinite Quest family. And so we just wanted to give a huge shout out to the following folks. Thank you to Kitty. Brianna, Caleb, Ashley, Never Too Late to Sing, and Elizabeth. We are so appreciative of your support. We are so grateful for your believing in Infinite Quest. And if you would like to join the Infinite Quest family, you can head on over to patreon.com slash infinite quest. That's all for this week. So one more time from all of us at Infinite Quest, be kind to yourself this week and remember that we love you. Okay, bye.